Hello, folks. This is Pastor John, just reading the Word. Today we're in Mark chapter 6. Father, I thank you for your Word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving it life to us. Father, I pray that you will continue to bless us with understanding and knowledge that we might recognize what we read and how it applies to our life, that you will be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Pardon me. Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter's son, the son of Mary and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. This was his hometown. These are the people who knew him best at that point. They knew him as he grew up for the first 30 couple of years that he lived. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hand on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. I find it interesting, verse 5, because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them because of their unbelief. His compassion was hampered. He he was amazed at their unbelief. Jesus went from village to village teaching the people and he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving, giving them the authority to cast out spirits evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick. No food, no traveler bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothing. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or to listen to you, Shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show them that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So the disciples went out, telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. And they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. So here we find olive oil as an anointing oil to anoint the sick. Mark 6, 14. Herod Antipas, the king, soon soon heard about Jesus because everyone was talking about him. Some were saying, 
This must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. Herod Antipas the king, just for clarification, was not King Herod during the time Jesus was born and the threat, not only the threat, but the destruction of all of the males uh, with his attempt to kill Jesus a year or two after his birth. You remember Jesus, Joseph and Mary, by direction of the angel, escaped to Egypt for three years. Others said he is a prophet, Elijah, and still others. He's the prophet like the other great prophets of the past. When Herod heard about Jesus, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has come back from the dead. For Herod had sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favor to Herodias. She had been, she had been his brother Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John had been telling Herod, it's against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. So Herodias bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But without Herod's approval, she was powerless. For Herod respected John, and knowing that he was a good and holy man, he protected him. Herod was greatly disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. What is that disturbance? The Holy Spirit? The truth? Perhaps it was the truth. Herodias's chance finally came on Herod's birthday. He gave a party for his high government officials, army officers, and the leading citizens of Galilee. Then his daughter, also named Herodias, came in and performed a dance that greatly pleased Herod and his guests. Ask me for anything you like, the king said to the girl, and I will give it to you. He even vowed, I will give you whatever you ask up to half of my kingdom. She went out, asked her mother, what should I ask for? And her mother told her, ask for the head of John the Baptist. So the girl hurried back to the king and told him, I want the head of John the Baptist right now on a tray. So the, then the king deeply regretted what he had said. But because of the vows that he had made in front of his guests, he could not refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. And the soldiers beheaded John in the prison, brought his head on a tray, and gave it to the girl who took it to her mother. Then John's disciples heard what had happened. They came to get his body and buried it in a tomb, headless. Can you imagine a head on a tray at a party and giving it to your mother? <clears throat> Mark 6.30 The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told them all that they had done and taught. And then Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. 
and people from many towns ran ahead of the shore, ahead along the shore, and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, You feed them. With what, they said. We'd have to have work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all of these people. Mark 6, 38. How much bread do you have? He asked. Go and find out. And they came back and reported, We have five loaves of bread and two fish. And then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. You know, where the disciples found the five loaves and two fish, and realizing that you're the only one that brought any food, perhaps, I wonder if I'd give up my lunch so quickly. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed from these loaves. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. I would imagine, number one, is that he made a distribution of all that extra food to, to those people. And then he went up into the hills by himself to pray. <clears throat> Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, <clears throat> and Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Heavenly Father, I pray in our fearful times that we will take courage and recognize that Jesus is here. Then he climbed into the boat and stopped the wind. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Sometimes 
our own sinful nature hardens our heart and keeps us from taking in all that Jesus has for us. Verse 53, Mark chapter 6. After they crossed the lake, they landed at Gesineret. They brought the boat to shore and climbed out. The people recognized Jesus at once. And they ran throughout the whole area, carrying sick people on mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, in villages, cities, or in the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplaces. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, let us learn to touch the fringe of your robe and be healed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, folks. God bless.